talking about Hate Street. This is CamillePod.com, The Week in Georgia, in English, coming to you from the Lower Hate, San Francisco, California. Today is Thursday, the 5th of April. On this date in 1242, the Republic of Novograd defeats a Crusader army of Teutonic Knights near Lake Papus at the Battle on the Ice, ending Crusades into Slavic Orthodox territories for the next hundred years. 1900, archaeologists in Nosos, Crete, discover in a bathtub the first large cache of tablets with the early Greek hieroglyphic writing system Linear B. 1976, people protest in Tiananmen Square over government attempts to limit mourning of the recently deceased premier, Zhu Enlai, and 4,000 are arrested. Birthdays to the, are in 1840, Bolnisi-born Armenian writer and linguist Razaros Stefani Aghayan. In 1912, Iranian businessman and community leader Habib El-Ghanian, the first Jew to be executed by the Iranian government after the Islamic Revolution. And in 1964, Georgian pentathlete Vaho Igorashvili. I'm your host, Mark Mullen. If you'd like to comment on the forum or ask a question, go to tabilpod.com or send us an email at tabilpod at gmail.com. Actor Georgi Bachala Georganashvili, who was sentenced to eight years in prison on drug charges in January, has now been charged with drug trafficking for which he could receive a life sentence. Uh, he was originally charged for having 45 pills of buprenorphine on him while traveling from Turkey to Tbilisi. He claimed the drugs were planted by police. On Monday, the Interior Ministry announced the additional charges, saying that with the help of two other Georgian men also charged, he conspired to bring 900, <laughs> quote, especially large buprenorphine pills into Georgia in January 2017. Georganashvili's case has been the focus of a lot of recent protests related to drug policy and decriminalization. The former head of Georgia's public registry, Papuna Ugrachelidze, is being sued by two former employees for sexual harassment. Both women say they were frequently harassed and prevented from doing their jobs. Then both were fired or forced to quit last year. Ugre Khalidze apparently called the women his squirrels, told other employees that he had had sex with them, threatened them with violence, and talked about his ability to fire people as easily as he hired them. Ugre Khalidze claims that one woman complained about him in a blackmail attempt related to the firing of her husband. Minister of Justice Teatsulukiani claims to have never heard about the accusations and told one of the victims to, quote, Never tell a lie again because it's harmful for women in this battle. End quote. The victim said that she contacted Salukiani and that the minister said that if the abuse was only verbal, then it wasn't a problem. Salukiani also said that Ugra Khalidze presented her with an expert assessment, proving that he didn't send the message in question. Uh-huh. Zviad Devdariani, the former head of the Georgian non-governmental organization CETA, who recently resigned following a wave of sexual harassment allegations, has announced that he planned to sue his accusers for violating the dignity of him and his family. He also said that he will cooperate with the Ministry of Internal Affairs investigation, which is looking for evidence of stalking since sexual harassment is legal in Georgia. He accused Otsneba and an unnamed opposition party of creating the accusations in order to damage the new public defender, Nino Lomjaria. 
Lomjadia had nominated Deb Dadiani for the Georgian Public Broadcaster Board of Directors shortly before the accusation, accusations began. At least 10 different women have come forward so far. Six miners died early this morning in a mining accident in Tribuli when a rock burst and sent out a shockwave. Three more miners were injured and an investigation to the mines an investigation into the mine safety has begun. The mine is owned by Georgian industrial group subsidiary Saknashiri. Georgian industrial group was founded by former United National Movement member of parliament David Bezhuashvili. Russia has banned the import of fruit, vegetables, and herbs from Abkhazia as of the 2nd of April. Abkhazia's economy is heavily reliant on exports of agricultural goods to Russia. In response to the move, Abkhazia has now prohibited people from bringing agricultural goods across the administrative boundary from Georgia, including goods for personal use. Both the Russians and Abkhazians say that the moves are to prevent the further spread of the brown marmorated stink bug, recently showed up in Michigan, which has already caused extensive damage to Abkhazian harvests. The Russian government spokesperson also said that the stink bug invasion in Abkhazia could be biological sabotage from Georgia ignoring the stink bug's tendency to ignore borders and also to damage crops throughout Georgia. Abkhazian authorities were angered by Russia's move, especially because they have not imposed similar restrictions on Georgia. Chechen President Ramzan Khadyrov announced a possible plan to build a road connecting Chechnya to Georgia during a discussion of other Chechen infrastructure projects. There are rumors that this is secretly connected with the totally messed up mountain road that everybody is terrified the government will try to build. The government announced a legislative peace initiative called Step to a Better Future, aimed at economic and people-to-people -people exchanges between South Ossetia and Abkhazia and Georgia. The initiative aims to increase trade across the administrative boundaries, increasing educational opportunities, and simplifying access for residents of Abkhazia and South Ossetia to Georgia's EU integration benefits, such as visa waivers and free trade. The government has also introduced a status-neutral identification number that can be used to access public services called the individual number. Germany, the United Kingdom, the Netherlands, the United States, Sweden, and the EU have all released statements supporting the initiative, though online commentary seems fairly skeptical of the possible impact of the project. Prime Minister Kvitikashvili appointed Maya uh, Skitsishvili as Regional Development and Infrastructure Minister last week. Skitsishvili is replacing Zura Alavidze, who held the position from November 2016 until his resignation last week. Kvitikashvili said that Alavidze resigned because, quote, he did not envision himself in pub the public sector in the long run, end quote. But media and opposition reports say that he really resigned due to a corruption scandal of some sort. Skitsashvili has been head of the Chancellery of the Government since 2012, so they've decided to rein the ministry in a little bit in terms of corruption risk and go for a little bit of loyalty. For almost 10 years prior to that, she worked for various companies owned by Bidzina Ivanishvili. Parliament approved the public defenders and Georgian uh, and European Georgia's candidate for the Georgian Public Broadcasters Board of Directors, Isabella Osipova and Ninia Kakabadze. Kakabadze has been nominated, had been nominated and voted down last month. She's a very independently minded person, but was successfully nominated this time. Kakabadze is a film scholar and journalist 
who has worked for a number of different outlets, including Rustaviori and Liberali. Isabella Osipova is a former executive secretary of the Council of National Minorities in Georgia and has advised the public defender on minority and civil rights issues. Otsneba has announced their candidate for the upcoming by-elections in Vani and Khoni, Givi Chichinadze. Kvitikashvili announced the candidacy at a meeting in the, in the two Imereti towns while stressing the infrastructure and economic projects implemented by the government in the region. There are now nine candidates running in the race. Biggest challenger is former Tbilisi mayor and United National Movement member Gigi Ugulava. Other candidates have been fielded by the Alliance for, of Patriots, five non-parliamentary opposition parties, and one initiative group. Prime Minister Kvitikashvili, Parliamentary Speaker Irakli Kobachidze, and Tbilisi Mayor Kahi Kaladze have been touring Georgia while meeting with Otsneba activists and talking up Otsneba's accomplishments and plans. They visited Telavi, Rustavi, Mscheta, Achaltsiche, and Gori last weekend and plan to visit five more regional centers before the soon-to-be-scheduled party convention. Misha released a short video statement in his role as Honorary Chairman of the United National Movement, criticizing Otsneba for the catastrophic state of the economy and promising to increase pensions and police and teacher salaries. He also accused Bidzina of being part of a mafia that's destroying Georgia through its banks. He also said he would return to Georgia to help implement his plans, despite what he calls politically motivated criminal charges against him. Chidikartli Governor Kaka Samkharadze and Samkhajabacheti Governor Akaki Machuatadze have apparently switched places, and now Samkharadze is the governor of Samkhajabacheti and Machuadze is governor of Shida Kartli. Machuadze had been Samsha Javacheti's governor since December 2013, while Samkharadze was appointed to his position in February 17. Regional governors are appointed still by the prime minister, which is ridiculous. The public, uh, public Defender published a report this week that found that violence against religious minorities is poorly investigated in Georgia, though incidents of violence went down in 2017, Compared to the previous year, the main target of religious intolerance in 2017, as it was throughout the 90s, is Jehovah's Witnesses. Public Defender also noted that the Orthodox Church receives preferential treatment from the government in the form of tax relief and ease of obtaining state-owned property. They also found evidence of non-religiously neutral behavior when it came to obtaining building permits and other government services. Oh, yeah. National Food Agency tested 20 meat samples from Tbilisi shops and found horse or donkey in nine of them. The producers were fined a thousand lati and told to stop selling the, quote, hazardous products. Yum. Georgian Trade Unions Confederation's Youth Wing organized a demonstration in Chiatura last Thursday following the death of a miner and a tunnel collapse. The protest called for collective contracts, higher pay, and safe working conditions from the, note, U.S.-based Luxembourg-registered company, Georgian Manganese, that owns the mines in town. They said that they would continue demonstrating if their demands were not met. A special manager appointed by the government last May said he would meet with the miners, <laughs> but canceled due to health problems, and the company representatives were expected to meet with them last week. Yeah, huh. Defense ministers of Georgia, Tur Georgia, Turkey, and Azerbaijan met in Gidusun, Turkey, this week and signed a defense cooperation memorandum. 
43rd round of the Geneva International Discussions was held last weekend with representatives from Georgia, Russia, South Ossetia, Abkhazia, the OSCE, the EU, UN, and the United States. The main topic of the meeting was the killing of Archil Tatunashvili in South Ossetia in February, or, as the Georgian Ministry of Affairs put it, the arbitrary deprivation of Archil Tatunashvili's life. The international security mechanism related to the 2008 ceasefire agreement that Sarkozy screwed up, by the way, and the non-use of force agreement uh, were also discussed. By the way, not many people know that, but he signed the deal. The Russians refused to give a specific distance from the border that they would uh, stay within, and it just said a, a reasonable distance. And so it was left to whoever they wanted to sign it, and Sarkozy wanted to go back to France and deliver a deal, and so that's what he did and caused us all these problems. A representative for the South Ossetian authorities blamed the Americans for blocking the non-use of force declaration with their extremely non-constructive approach. Uh, the next GID is scheduled for June. South Ossetian parliament voted on Saturday to change to a mixed proportional majoritarian system beginning in 2019. 17 seats will be distributed proportionally using a party list system with an electoral threshold of 7%, while the remaining 17 seats will be elected individually in single-member districts. The system has been fully proportional since 2009. The change follows a 2016 change in the Russian state Duma to a proportional majoritarian system. That mixed system is now commonly used to be sure that the ruling party is overrepresented, as it is in the current Georgian parliament, which will move to a different and superior system. The way to deal with that quite easily is to just say that those elected by majoritarian uh, do not count towards the party list so that uh, op minority parties or, or opposition parties ha can get in via um, either through the majoritarian seats or through the proportional seats, but they have not done that, as, of course, the Russian State Duma does not. The Sukhumi International Film Festival is running this week from the 2nd through the 7th, featuring short fiction films from Russia, South Korea, and UK, among others. Georgia National Film Center is not pleased and released a statement reminding filmmakers that entering Abkhazia through Russia is a violation of Georgian law. The meme this week is a BuzzFeed-style quiz that tests your ability to understand the Ajaruli dialect. It's hilarious, if you know any Georgian. This can be either reassur a reassuring reminder that your inability to understand the people around you is not because you aren't studying enough, or sat a sad realization that you'll never be able to eavesdrop on your neighbors. Al-Arabiye published a stupid article entitled, quote, Iran using religious indoctrination to gain influence in Georgia, claiming that Iran is attempting to influence the Azeri minority in Georgia to convert them to Iranian-style Shiism, which most of them already adhere to, to use them to traffic drugs into Europe and avoid sanctions, and with the collusion of the Georgian authorities to drive a wedge between Georgian Azeris and the Azerbaijani government. The author hints that the relatively new Council of Muslims in Georgia is an Iranian-supported project to reduce Baku's influence and notes the presence of exactly two low-quality Georgian websites with pro-Iran content. Not clear just how much the Saudis are paying this Baku-based pendejo, but it's interesting to take a look at that to see what the Saudis are doing in countries like Azerbaijan and Georgia in order to try and um, further their goals, in addition, of course, to paying piles of money um, for crazy and aggressive mullahs in, uh, in places like the Pankizi Gorge.
Radio Tavi Subleva published a 20-minute documentary about the stigmatization of Pankizi Gorge residents, interviewing Duisi residents about their experiences and views. The documentary includes beautiful footage of life in the gorge and Duisi's mosques, addresses how the November 2017 Isani special operation follow-up arrest and the killing of Tamerlane Machilakashvili continues to affect residents, interviews member of the Salafi community, and the traditional religious establishment, which is much more Sufi-oriented, and talks about how uh, why people went to Syria and how they might return. The Caucasus Research Resource Center Caucasus Barometer found that all the factors that influence whether or not Georgians eat in restaurants, of all of them, gender is the largest. While social class, education levels, and location are also influential, women are 10 percentage points less likely to eat out than men. Emerging Europe wrote about the development of Georgia as a tourist destination over the past 10 years, noting big changes, especially since 2012 when visitor numbers started to increase by the millions. The author seems optimistic for Georgia's tourist industry, and much of the focus seems to be on getting tourists out of Tbilisi and Batumi, though the Russian tourist industry isn't mentioned, um, as well as out to the regions. Chaykhana wrote about Abkhazia's bus stop and the work of Tbilisi-born artist Zura Tseretelli, who designed many of them. The stops are aesthetically interesting, but were not immediately accepted as beautiful. Some lack roofs, and some are not inconvenient locations for actually catching buses, as Sukhumi and are more sort of art you can sit on. The Sukhumi's chief artist says, as Sukhumi's chief artist says, and that's a weird job title, Sukhumi's chief artist, um, says the stops, and I quote, do not really successfully blend in with our reality. The ISET Economist blog wrote about a new Bidzina Ivanishvili initiative to use prison labor to generate energy for a new cryptocurrency, Fitcoin, through exercise. The project is centered at Goldani Prison Number 8, and Bidzina himself has already, already led a spinning class at Tbilisi State University in order to build interest in the project. Just kidding. This was one of the better April Fool's uh, articles in uh, in Georgia from this past week. All the stuff to read is posted on our forum. This week's dive bar number is nine, the maximum depth in meters of Tbilisi Sea. On the 6th, uh, in New Mziuri, we'll show uh, Lasha Tsinsadze's 2014 film, I Am Beso, about a young boy growing up in a dysfunctional family dealing with issues like homosexuality and how to build a successful rap career. Starts at 8 p.m. and will be followed by a discussion. On Tuesday from the 10th through the 29th of May, Welcome to Georgia the Musical will be played at the Vasho Abashidze Music and Drama State Theater in Tbilisi at 8 o'clock p.m. The music is an English-language introduction to the array of Georgian cultural elements, including song and dance. Georgia Today called it the most uplifting show you'll see this year. On the 11th of April at 2 p.m., Dr. Levan Beburishvili will lecture on the topic Georgian language, international language, the futurological concept of language and Galaktion Tabidze at the Ilya Martvili Conference Hall of Georgian University. On the 12th at 7 p.m., there'll be an international summit of traditional handicrafts and designs, Tbilisi Ethnofest at the municipality building on Freedom Square, there will be trainings and presentations aimed at promoting the growth of the craft sector and increasing the role of traditional craft in the South Caucasus' economic and social development. 
On the 13th, the Marginashvili Theater in Tbilisi will host an event called One Hour in the Theater for Students and Children to learn about the history of the theater, look at the theater's archives, and explore the processes that go into creating a show, including costumes and sets. The event will be at 3 p.m., and advance tickets should be purchased at the box office for two lati. On the 13th at 7 p.m. Uh, in Fabrica in Tbilisi, will host Fucked Up Nights, an international event where people get up in front of a room and talk about their biggest professional failures and also drink beer. That's it for this week. My Twitter address is at TXTBUK. Our email is tbilpod, tbilpod at gmail.com or post to the form on our website, www.tbilpod.com. And we will finish with, from San Francisco, 1996, this is the Brian Jonestown, Brian Jonestown Massacre and Anemone.
Thank you.